What's up, everybody? Thanks for coming back to the Boxless Nutshell. I'm your host, James Arthur. Good to have you back. A couple of things happened to me in the past few weeks. You haven't heard from me because I've been on vacation with my family in Florida, but there have also been some big changes, such as we decided to end the great private school experiment. So I wanted to talk about that. There are some strong opinions on this matter, and it's really hard, I think, to talk about it with some people because there's such a lack of understanding or a lack of even a willingness, I think, to understand the other side. Look, we are not happy with the things that are happening in public school, but my daughter was unhappy. She was miserable. She was being bullied by a girl that would sometimes say that she wanted to be her best friend. Then she would lie about my daughter and then say that it was my daughter and not her. And then the teacher would say that that girl has a history of bullying, but she doesn't know who to believe. And I'm like, I'm not the parent that says my kid's shit doesn't stink, okay? But I know my daughter's sins, and one of them is not maliciously trying to hurt people and get them in trouble. It just isn't. She has other issues like laziness and her own insecurities and just procrastination. But how could I in good conscience leave my daughter at a place that she was A, getting heavily behind in school and there wasn't extra help. There there was some, they had just recently hired someone, but She wasn't making a difference, really. So maybe some, but not enough. She was still way behind. And then there's all this discouragement. And on top of all of that, she's still dealing with her diabetes diagnosis. So, which happened after we felt like God had called us to the school. So we thought we should stick it out. If God told us before the diabetes diagnosis, and he knew that that was coming then he probably wanted us to go. So we went. Now, the one thing I want to make sure that I'm clear about is I do not believe in regretful Christianity. And what I mean by that is that we're supposed to be in his will, but it's also for freedom that he set us free, right? Jesus freed us because we couldn't do it, and he knew that we would continue to not be able to hack it. And so he said, don't commit sins deliberately like you're going to nail Jesus back up on the cross. Read Hebrews 5 and 6. But don't assume that I didn't see it coming and that I didn't pay for that. He paid for all of it. Right? Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain, he washed it white as snow. You're clean, you're free, you're forgiven. Don't live in regret. In this comment, God doesn't call you away from something, but calls you to the next thing. There's only one problem with that phrase. It's not in the Bible. Now, I understand God doesn't call you into something that he doesn't desire you to finish. 
And I think, in principle, God desires those things. But we have to remember that we are dealing with people. It's like that, uh, who's it, <laughs> Mikowski or something from Office Space? I'm good at dealing with people. What the hell is wrong with you people? Can't you see that? So, the point being that we can't hold God accountable for our mistakes. The nature of sin, nature, is that it gets on you. It gets on other people. We don't just sin against ourselves. I just did that podcast where we were talking about sexual immorality that talked about how all other sins are outside the body. There's so much that we affect other people with our actions. The idea that ideally it would have been good for the kids to go to that school if it if everything was lining up can be true but things not lining up can also be true and that can be the fault of people the bully the misunderstanding lack of help for the ADD the lack of assistance for diabetes the school didn't have a nurse all these things were people oriented Not necessarily sinful, except for the bully. It just is what it is. It wasn't working out. And I came down on the conclusion that happiness was really what mattered most. Now, you've heard me talk about the happiness principle in science, and that's how they determine that LGBT stuff is A-OK, and that trans things are A-OK, because they think that they feel better. And I'm not about that. However... In the biblical sense of happiness, we are meant to have joy in all things, still obedient to Christ. But if there's no joy, that's a problem. They're going to a Christian school, getting a Christian education, learning how to memorize scripture, learning how to read the Bible, going to chapel. I even spoke at chapel, as you know. And yet, miserable, unhappy, no joy, spirit snuffed out. Not good. And I'll be damned if I'm the dad that says they have to have a Christian education. Damn the rest. Because we go to church. We're in community. They have Christian friends. Even in the public school, there are some Christian parents, some that believe a little bit more liberally than we do, but still, there's a lot of like-mindedness there. And I also realized I'm the believer. I know the one true and living God. He gave authority with Joshua's footsteps. He marched around Jericho seven times and the walls fell down. And he says we have the same power. In fact, he says we have more. Remember in the New Testament? You'll do greater things than these. And he's like healing people physically. What's greater than that? Remember the paralytic that got lowered down through the roof? What do you do first? Forgave him of his sins. That's the greater thing. And we have that gift. We have the Holy Spirit. We're in touch with the God of the universe who offers forgiveness through Christ. And we are his ambassadors. What is greater than offering forgiveness and redemption of souls? We've been tasked with that. And individually speaking, this side of heaven what's greater than the ability to forgive one another, right? We still seek truth. We still seek Christ. He's still the only way. 
okay? But we can love, we can forgive, we can bear one another's burdens, right? My wife and I have been watching Lord of the Rings. I love the scene when Samwise says to Frodo, I may not be able to carry it for you, Mr. Frodo, but I can carry you. And he pecks up his best friend. He carries him up the molten lava mountain. Powerful. Bear one another's burdens. That's another podcast, right? Listen, we don't want to live in fear that there's a counselor, air quotes for those who can't see me, who goes by Mixter because it's a guy that got a boob job, wears long hair and dresses, and makes kids super uncomfortable. And he goes around at lunch and he sits at tables. And I think I shared this in one of my first podcasts because it's driving me nuts. Emailed the principal. He said he'd handle it. Happened the very next day. In his defense, maybe he hadn't said anything yet. And I hope that stuff does not happen. It is what it is. We can't be sheltered from this stuff, really. It's not going away. And you know what? Some people can't afford private school. And some parents intentionally keep their kids in public school because they believe in being a light in a foreign land. Be in the world, but not of it. Now, it's easy to say that about yourself. I'm an adult. I can reason. I can rationalize when someone is telling me that something asinine is happening. If somebody tells me that I need to come up with my preferred pronouns, I can tell them I don't do that. I'm sorry. Can my kids? So I've come down with feeling that as long as we are involved in the school and we believe that the teachers are going to be honest with us, then we can say, and we've already said that one counselor person that goes by mixture, that walks around and tells people if they feel confused about their sex or gender, that they can come talk to him, that he's not allowed to talk to our kids. And they honor that. And there are a lot of other parents actually have, who have said that as well. The fact that we have to do that at all is preposterous. It is what it is. We can't shelter them from everything. We got to raise them upright. There's going to be people that are different. And unfortunately, they have to start dealing with that a little sooner than they should. But listen, at the end of the day, Jesus is Lord. He's got his eyes on them. And back to the, the will, the whole God doesn't call you away, but to and yada, yada. And I made the point that people can, can, uh, can change that but also that it's, you know, not necessarily biblical. But I wanted to share another theory. Shout out to my buddy Joe. He shared with me once that he believes God's will is oftentimes general in the sense that, let's say, if you chose to go to this college or you chose to go to that college, you could still be in God's will if you're, uh, let's say, you believe God called you to a specific degree or you don't feel like God is really leading you anywhere, but that you know in general principle how to act as a believer, and that there are lost people everywhere that you could reach, and that God can use you wherever you are. And back to my comment about regretful Christianity, if you're in college in Iowa, and then you want to go to Florida, and you're stuck because you've been there a while, and it would be really hard to transfer... You're not in sin. 
If you're like, oh, I really think that God wanted me to go to that school and I made a big mistake. God doesn't work like that. Unless you're doing something that is outside his will. In the general principle sense. Or if you really do believe that you felt like God called you somewhere. However, if you feel like God said something to you and you don't do that and you do something else, you have now changed things. Did God see that coming? Sure. Did he not want you to do that? Sure. Does that mean that now he's going to use you less? Not if you didn't do anything sinful, okay? You're not murdering people, and now you're in jail, and then you you decided, oh, I'm not going to murder anymore. I'm going to follow Jesus like the son of Sam, if he is really a believer, I don't know, who leads Bible studies in prison. Awesome. That doesn't mean he should be free. So that's different, okay, than two good choices that you don't feel God is being super clear on. Don't live in fear like that, in that indecision. That's a place where you implement that freedom. That's why he set us free, to be free, to sometimes make mistakes. Not that he wants us to, but because he knew he would, and that's why Jesus died, so that we would stop living under a legalistic system. Because it was a recipe for failure and disappointment, I I suppose, in ourselves. Because we could never obey God the way that we should. Like they never could have, right? Before Jesus. Nobody could even follow the the Ten Commandments, let alone all the other things. And so they're constantly sending the priest, killing the lamb, please forgive my people. We don't have to do that anymore. It is finished. So live that way. Don't be so worried about whether or not you made the right decision. You made it. God's still good. He's still there. You'll be all right. Should we have pulled the kids from Christian school? I think so. God can move in public school. Wouldn't it be cool if he moved through my kids? Listen, if you're a parent and you're struggling with the decision that you made or a decision that you want to make and whether or not it's in God's will and you've sought him and you feel like he's not speaking on it, let me tell you, I believe God has given you the boldness, the authority, and the freedom to make those kinds of decisions guilt-free. Follow Jesus. Encourage your kids to do the same. Exemplify Christ in your home. And hopefully the rest will work itself out. The statistics for a mother and a father staying in a home and the health of the children as a result of it is so much in favor of that family unit that that's really working in your favor. If you're single, it's not the end of the road for you either. I was raised by a single mom who wasn't a believer. I did a lot of things that I shouldn't have done, but I turned out okay. She instilled some great things in me. She was a great mom. Later on, I met Jesus. I don't wish my path on any of you, but that's just to say, don't think that you are defeated because you're a single parent if you are. The, the thing that really could have helped me when I was a kid is better community. We were jumping around. I had some good friends, but we went to a church that didn't have Christ as the focus, and so we didn't really have a consistent spiritual path in our home. It was a bit of everything. And so we didn't spend time pressing into God together because we didn't have a definitive singular God in our home. 
but there is a definitive singular God. And if you're listening to this show, you probably know him. And he is real. It's not just about you having the right answers. It's about you having the only living God within you, in your home, desiring to answer your prayers when you reach out to him. What better support system is there? But he does call us not to be alone. Find community. Find good kids in believing families. And if there are families that aren't believers and you really connect with them, that's okay. If you don't think they're going to be a bad influence on your kids, you could end up being a good influence on the whole family. I have great friends that don't know Christ. We don't connect on the most important level, but we love each other. And that's all right. It's about protecting your kids, but it's also about living in victory. And we have it, right? It is finished. Okay. That's all I got for now, you guys. I covet your prayers for my kids for this transition. They started today. And um, I, I, I pray for yours as well. All right. Be blessed. See you next time. Thanks so much for listening to the Boxless Nutshell. I am your host, James Arthur, and as always, those are my Boxless views in a nutshell. Please like us, follow us, share. Give us a five-star review if you like what you hear. Check out the website, theboxlessnutshell.com. You can check out the swag page by adding a forward slash swag if you want to go directly there. Got a couple of new shirts, Love Over Lecture, and and payphones. There's a description there. If you want one, I just put them up as ideas for now, but I could order them for you. So just reach out to me at theboxesnutshell at gmail.com. All right. We'll see you next time.